Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code the Zone 125 You bet, you win, you get paid. BETUS.com. Big trade in the NFL yesterday. The trade deadline looms. Before we get to that, though, uh, uh, fantasy football owners out there, please adjust accordingly. Derrick Henry looking like done. In fact, the Tennessee Titans have now signed Adrian Peterson, the timeless wonder to their practice squad, soon to be activated to their uh, – their final roster. Adrian Peterson is what, Rowdy, 36 years old? Yeah, I remember when uh, all of a sudden the news came down, and I'm like, man, how old is AP now? He's got to be like 36, 37. You're like, hold on, let me Google this. He is 36. Yeah, if I remember correctly, his birthday is March 1st. Uh, let's see here, 36-year-old, March 21st. Excuse me. Sorry, AP. Jeez. Didn't mean to make you older than you were. March 21st, 1985, 36 years old. He is uh, being signed up, the All-Pro, to the practice squad of the Tennessee Titans with Derrick Henry about to be done with a foot injury. Derrick Henry has averaged 115.5 rush yards per game over the last three seasons. 115.5 rush yards per game over the last three seasons. Only O.J. Simpson and Jim Brown have averaged more rushing yards over a 3 Year span. Yeah, obviously that's a huge hit to Tennessee. You're talking about Derrick Henry, who's been probably the most consistent running back in the NFL the last three, four years. Yeah. And he's always been there. Always. OJ Simpson and Jim Brown. If the glove don't fit, you must acquit. And was Jim was Jim Brown in a commercial? What was Jim Brown in? He was in movies. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> and Derrick Henry is just on my fantasy team, and we're all this is all for not. Uh, let's go to the phone, Scott. Welcome to the show. Who's this? I just remembered a great sports talk show. Yeah, it's you called Over the best. Line. You call into it every day, like th- 30 times a day. How about 30 million times a day? Bye. All right, all right see you, kid. I got to get back to the show. Bye. Hey, 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 Bye. Charlie, 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 Charlie. Oh, oh. You didn't hang up. You, you just you hit just a button. You just hit a button. He is, he is pretty drunk today. But uh, he is every day. All right, so yeah, Derrick Henry done is Adrian Peterson now uh, ready. Rowdy, remember that story we had about AP why he was bankrupt? Or wasn't he? Was it for his thirty? Was it his thirtieth birthday? The Aladdin Nights or whatever Arabian Nights. Arabian Nights birthday party he had. He flew out like a ton of camels. Like everyone. That's probably why he's still trying to sign and play. Probably. Oh, I guarantee it, dude. Yeah, he uh, what did he he like flew out like is it anyone in his family that was like, you could be like a distant, distant, distant cousin, mar- uh, and then married into the family like eight times removed. And Adrian Peterson invited you to his birthday party. He had <laughs> camels. He like made his own desert. He flew out a bunch of sand. It was insane. And then he was bankrupt uh, not too much later. Uh, and speaking of Adrian Peterson. Uh, let's see here. I found an interesting article about AP. Do you do you guys think AP real quick is going to be the answer for the Tennessee Titans coming up? No, no. We just talked about it. He's thirty six, going on thirty seven. Let's see here. No, two thousand seven with the Vikings, and then twenty seventeen becomes a New Orleans Saints. Then in twenty seventeen, an Arizona Cardinal. Then in twenty eighteen, he plays for the Washington Football Team. In twenty twenty, if you remember correctly, he played for the Detroit Lions. And now he is signing one last maybe hurrah with the Tennessee Titans in order to get some money so uh, he can have another for his you know maybe 40th birthday another Arabian Nights birthday <laughs> theme party. Who would you who would you rather have at this point, Adrian Peterson because obviously he's available on the street well or he was, or Frank Gore, he's a free agent. Ooh, I'll take Frank Gore. Frank Gore's 38. I, I don't care. I want Frank Gore to play. With his son, what's his? Is it Frank Gore Jr.? Uh, Frank Gore Jr. is one of them. Yeah. Doesn't he have another son? I believe he does. And I think he didn't he just play for the Chiefs? Oh uh, yeah, Derek. Uh, well, Derek Gore was that? Is that his kid? Uh, Derek I'm, Gore is I don't that? Think I've ever heard of Derek Gore. 
Um, father. Let's see here. Uh, is Derek Gore related to Frank Gore? Let's see here. Sorry, I'm I, I'm very curious on this one. Frank uh, Gore Jr. currently playing at Southern Miss. Ooh. Oh, Frank Gore is not related to Derek Gore. Unbelievable. He is not the father. Damn it! I wanted not that even to a nephew. No, nothing. Okay. Well, anyways, Frank Gore or Adrian <laughs> Peterson. Gore. Gore. Well. Nope. You already said it. I said it. No taking backsies. So, New Orleans Saints 2017 get uh, Adrian Peterson. In week one on Monday Night Football, Peterson went back to U.S. Bank Stadium. And let's see here. He played only one game or played two games in 2016. And then let's see here. Rookie Delvin Cooks at Vikings rookie running back records of 22 carries for 127 yards. Peterson looked washed up in his first go around outside of the Vikings. Six carries for 18 yards. Minnesota won. Then in 2017, Adrian Peterson goes to the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, reeling from the season-ending injury to David Johnson, the Cardinals traded for Peterson, starting a conditional six-round pick to the Saints' way. In Week 6, Peterson exploded with 26 carries, 134 yards, and two touchdowns in a 38-33 win. And then in 2018, the Cardinals didn't keep Peterson in the offseason. Washington had running back troubles with uh, Darius Geis tearing his ACL. Peterson made his previous team pay with 26 carries, for 96 yards and a touchdown in a 24-6 win. Peterson also had a two catches for 70 yards in the Week 1 victory. 2020, the Lions had issues at running back, and they went with AP. Uh, let's see here. Peterson was hardly ineffective. 14 carries for 93 yards and three catches for 21 yards in his first appearance with the Lions. So every time he's got his first appearance, outside of the Saints, he balls out. So maybe the Tennessee Titans will, uh, for one week and one week only, Against the <laughs> L.A. Rams. Sorry, AP. I don't Sorry. think you're going to be rushing anything because what happened in the NFL yesterday, Rowdy? Well, the L.A. Rams, they went out and they got Von Miller from the Denver Broncos. And I mean, Von Miller's not the same Von Miller that he was a few years ago, but I mean, he's still going to draw attention. Yeah. He's still going to be a solid player in the NFL. Yeah, what the Broncos give up, or I'm sorry, the Rams gave up a second round pick and a third round pick for next year's draft uh, in exchange for Von Miller. And the Broncos will also pay $9 million of Miller's remaining $9.7 million pay salary. Do you like, do you guys games. understand some of these trades? No. That goes on in the NFL? No. Because, like, you know how, like, in... Well, heck, for the longest time, they were never trading. There was there was a trade deadline, and yet nothing ever moved. I, I will say this, though, to that point, RJ. I enjoy seeing some trades oh, come so out. Oh, so do I. So yeah. do I. Because you're right. A lot of times it'd be like, oh, the trade deadline came and went. Well, actually, when was the trade deadline? <laughs> that was two weeks ago. Oh, it was? And then it'd be like one of those things, like, so growing up, you're like, I didn't even know you could do in-season trades. The trade deadline's <laughs> 3 o'clock today if, if for inquiring minds. Three o'clock today. They got to get their things done, then go out to happy hour. Like Eastern or like what well, Central? Four okay. four p.m. Eastern. Uh, I but don't I mean, know they got a second time. and a one third round pick. The one o'clock Pacific time. Yeah. Second and a third round pick for Von Miller, <laughs> and they pay a salary. Denver pays a salary. Well, uh, it's not a bad nine deal. mil of the nine point seven mil. I don't. So obviously <laughs> the Rams are all in. For yeah. A Super did you Bowl see run. their tweet? By the way, we're all in. And it's Teddy KGB splashing the pod and rounders. Oh, is it? I didn't see that. They do know he lost. Oh, that's right? that was the funny thing is I saw a lot of tweets are like they do know how that movie ends, right? I'm gonna go out and say they don't <laughs> pay that man his money. Yeah, he's got the tell with the Oreos. The uh, so the if you Ram- see the Rams are showing their hand. If you see the Rams, the Stafford's eating like an Oreo halftime in the Super Bowl, you know they're gonna lose. Well, yeah. How about the defense though for uh, the Rams? Aaron Donald, Von Miller, and. Um, Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. I'll, I'll say Not this, though. For all the trades that I've seen, my favorite one is the Jets just being the Jets. <laughs> Trading a fifth-round pick for Joe Flacco. After and, after Mike White comes in and leads the league in passing. Well, they, come on. They made the trade and before they were, the game. And they won. Yeah, Mike White. But why? Why did you have to give, her, give away a fifth-round pick? I don't even care if the fifth-round pick ends up getting <laughs> cut, which could very well happen. Yeah, very but why would you give up a draft pick to go acquire Joe Flacco, Flacco, who many people didn't even know was still in the league? He stinks. And two, you're losing. You're the Jets. Zach Wilson's obviously a first-year quarterback who gets hurt. You're already struggling with him. 
Mike White's a younger quarterback that hasn't done anything because he's just probably not that, he's just not that good. <laughs> Mike White. Why would you have to trade for another quarterback? Why wouldn't you just roll with Mike White and whoever the hell you had on your practice squad? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. The, I don't you just gave it. away a fifth round pick for a guy that's going to sit there and do absolutely nothing. Yeah. Did you guys hear about this better? Who made a, pu- a bunch of money on Mike White? Rowdy, would you have the? Oh, bull- I did see. I did see that. It was, right. a pro- it was a. It was on prop swap. So check this okay. out. On Friday, a 35 year old small business owner from Northern New Jersey placed a one thousand dollar bet on Mike White to have the most passing yards of any quarterback in Week Eight at 125 to one odds. White had the fourth longest odds offered behind Justin Fields, Davis Miller's uh, for the uh, Texans and Case Keenum for the Browns. With the better... <laughs> Ended up not even playing. Yeah. The better watched uh, from the fourth row, so he went to the Meadowlands and uh, saw him pass for 405 yards and led the underdog Jets to a big upset, 34-31, and he won $125,000. Well, they said that he put it up on prop swap where it's still open, where you can kind of negotiate yeah. and sell it, mm-hmm. because... He was leading the league going into Monday Night Football with Danny Dimes. Obviously, he wasn't going to throw for 400 yards. But Patrick Mahomes was the other quarterback that was sitting there lurking, hasn't played very well all season, playing a Giants team that's not very good. The guy was trying to kind of hedge. I don't know if I'm going to say, based on the news that you just said, he didn't sell it, which was a good thing because neither guy got to 406 yards. So... Check this out. I'm reading more of the story. So the guy went to Atlantic City. Uh, let's see here. Tropicana Casino in Atlantic City. Why he was there, he said he was visiting his mother. <laughs> hey, Mom. In the bingo room? Uh, let's see here. Uh, the bet was placed. Yada, yada, yada. The better who spoke to blah, blah, blah. Oh, he wants, he wants to remain anonymous. Was visiting his mother near Atlantic City last week and decided to find a long shot wager to root for since he was going with friends to the game on Sunday at the Meadowlands. Could you imagine you're, you're hanging with your mom? Oh, hey, Ma, sorry. Yeah, it was nice hanging with you. I got I to gotta run, though. I got I to gotta go. get out of here early. Well, where are you going, Jimmy? You know, Mom, I'm going to Tropicana Casino. Go to the Lag City. No, you said you wouldn't. You said you kicked the habit. And then he gets $125,000 large on Mike White. I just like that name. Mike White. He said, quote, I just thought it would be uh, to have fun to have something to root for while I was there. The Jets are just so terrible that I figured they'd be behind the whole game and have to throw the ball a bunch. So it seemed like a good bet. I like this guy. It sounds like Matt Bernstein. Uh, let's see here. The better the sat Jets fourth are row. So bad. Around the twenty, maybe he knows Matt. Yeah. Around the twenty yard line behind the Bengals sideline, uh, he said as he watched White rack up yards. He got nervous though when White left the game in the third quarter after hitting his head in a collision with offensive lineman. White would only miss one series, so I didn't watch the game. I didn't know that White missed the series. No, yeah, he did go down for a second. Uh, here you go, Rowdy. The, the betting slip potentially worth one hundred twenty five mil was sitting in the better's coffee table Monday afternoon, a few hours before the Monday night game. He pondered his options. He put the ticket, like you said, up at PropSwap, a secondary market where pending wagers are bought and sold. His initial asking price was 120000 but said was willing to take less. Well, he cashed. Yeah. So there you go. Wow. Good for him. RJ, linebackers. What about him? Wisconsin football. Did you see Leo Chanel up for the butt kiss award? Isn't he up for like a bunch He's of He's up for like every award. Yeah. <laughs> The question is, will he do the clean sleep and win them all? I mean, is he going to be up for the Heisman? So, I think Ooh. the... No, he's not. He's the sure. one thing that probably Leo Chanel is... Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say probably more interested in. At the beginning of the season, obviously, we knew he was a big-time player. He was going to be a key cog in that defense for Wisconsin, especially at the linebacker position. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think he's played better than I think anyone thought he was going to. Yes. Just because we knew he was going to be good, I don't think anyone thought he was going to be this good. And I was seeing all of a sudden, man, this was probably three-ish, three, four weeks ago. They're talking about him being like a second-round pick in the NFL draft. Hell yeah. And now all of a sudden some whispers of like maybe a late first-round pick. I mean, he's wow. he's playing himself up there. Yeah. Wow. What a, like, what a jump, though. 
what a jump from the beginning of the season where all of a sudden we're doing our pregame show from the red zone and we're getting news like an hour and a half before kickoff saying Leo Chanel is not going to be able to play due to COVID. And the first and two games. Out. Yeah, literally goes from there to a late one second it's round. It's crazy, pick. dude. And they got that, Jack Sanborn. literally like a difference of what, seven weeks? Yeah. Six weeks? You got Jack Sanborn thrown in there too. Then Nick Herbig was just a monster as well. Uh, six tackles, two and a half tackles for loss, two and a half sacks, one forced fumble against Iowa. That linebacker core for Wisconsin is just nuts. Can't bust them. So, boys, when it comes to – we were just talking a little bit ago about the NIL deal, how Kofi Coburn for Illinois has got to sit out three games because he couldn't wait one month, started selling his own apparel or team apparel, and <laughs> just literally couldn't wait a month for it to become legal. And, you know, money doesn't sleep. I get it. But now there's this. Graham Mertz, right, has his logo on the website. Yep. Have you guys seen a single soul wearing a Graham Mertz shirt with his logo or anything on it? No. No, not one. So actually, while we were at the Red Zone on Saturday, I saw a jersey. It was a number five Wisconsin jersey, but you got a little closer. It was a champion. It was a Brooks Bollinger. Ah, So there's this. So that's the only five I've seen. What happened on Saturday, Colin? From two decades ago. That's funny. I have not seen a single soul with any Grammar gear. And no, it's, same. Up, it's up for sale. Yeah. I bet you we'll see a lot of this coming up. Wisconsin safety Colin Wilder, he brought a trucker hat with him to the game yeah. and he wrote the Grit Factory on it for his Halloween costume. And then it became a huge hit on the sideline. It went like viral over social media. Coastal Sports picked it up, correct? I think so. Colin Wilder is talking about how he's ready to start selling with bar school stool picking up rowdy that they're going to start selling grit factory hats. It's the new rage for Wisconsin as they were. It was like the turnover chain, like Miami, you know, the U they were uh, sharing it all around the sidelines. Every time someone made a big play, you'd wear the grit factory hat. After that first fumble, I I noticed like somebody put a hat on. So I'm like, what the heck is that? It's the grit factory. I guarantee you in its first day, when it becomes available for sale, oh, that's it will blow out. the yeah. doors off of what anything or anything Graham Mertz has ever sold in the existence yeah. of his website. Absolutely, I mean, I mean, that'll be a that'll be a sellout, and it'll have to be on backwards. And it's something that was supposed to be for a Halloween costume. Yeah, Which, look at when things happen Halloween? organically, and you don't costume? force the things. What's that? What was his Halloween costume? It's the Grit Factory, which is it's the Factory of Grit. Okay. Come on, you know what's the See, grit it's, factory? It's, it's the factory the, of grit. It's RJ. the evolution. It's the evolution of the shirts that we were talking about earlier this week. Got grit. <laughs> Remember when they had that? It was like the yeah. Got Milk campaign. Yeah. But it was just for like the what was it? The Wisconsin football weight room, yeah. whatever. Yep. Well, you know what I first thought when I saw that hat? The first thing that popped into my mind of what I thought it looked like. You. This is going to be very obscure, and you'll never think that I was the one to say this, but it looks like. Um, what is it? Uh, Ash Ketchum. Pokemon? From Pokemon, like his red hat. Some Pokemon? Yeah. Like a red a trucker red hat, hat with like a black yeah. oh, I played, yeah. I, I had That's a, what I thought. It I had a like Game Boy Color as a kid. I played Pokemon. I had That's the, what I thought it looked like at first, but obviously it said I had the blue one. The Grit Factory I had Pokemon instead blue. of whatever the hell logo he had on it. I had the Pokemon. I caught them all, dude. <laughs> I caught them all. It did look like Ash Ketchum. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Where's Missy? Where's where's the uh, where's Squirtle? The, where's Squirtle? Squirtle, Squirtle. You guys, a Squirtle, Charizard, or a Bulbasaur? Go quick, Rowdy. Charizard, Bulbasaur, or Squirtle? Charizard. I was Pol- kind of a holographic. Yeah. <laughs> holographic. <laughs> I was kind of like Bulbasaur. That dude. That dude turned into Ivysaur. Then um, what was the one that was rocks? Um. See, there's a couple that were rocks. See, I didn't get that big into uh, yeah, there's a sn- Pokemon. Uh, there's like a snake rock looking guy. I'll be honest. Onyx, I think his name when is. I, what I did get into a little bit, what I was more of a Yu-Gi-Oh snob. Geodude. <laughs> what was it? Yu-Gi-Oh? Yu-Gi-Oh snob. Dude, I, how I sick more, would it be? I, I didn't really have many Pokemon cards. Were you a Digimon some, guy too? No. The two, the two very weird monsters? things that I got into when I was in elementary was Yu-Gi-Oh! And this is outside of sports, Dude, Yu-Gi-Oh! obviously. Rocked. But do you remember <laughs> Beyblades? Where you like, <laughs> I was too them? old for that, but yeah, oh, I yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had a couple of those. Beyblades. <laughs> oh, I caught them all. Pokemon, I say I sold lemonade on the uh, Military Ridge bike trail so I could buy a Game Boy Color and Pokemon. And then I caught them all. News of the weird coming up. It's wild.
It involves college football, a stripper, and a monkey, and trick-or-treaters. I don't know how this came to be, boys, but Pokemon has taken over a little bit. Our guy G-Dub in Appleton says, next time my brother Dougie calls in, ask him about Snorlax. <laughs> Is that one of his dates? I, was I, thinking, uh... I like Snorlax. He was cool. A big fat guy that just slept all the time and ate food. Yep. I identified. Not the weight part, but... <laughs> all right, news of the weird. This is wild, boys. News of the weird. <sighs> when trick-or-treating goes wrong. Let me just pull it up here. So, let me just fade this. Sorry. little little Wayne. A pet monkey struck. So, Texas. Let's see here. The uh, pet monkey owned by the girlfriend uh, girlfriend of a Texas special teams coordinator, Jeff Banks. Okay. Follow along here. A monkey owned by the girlfriend of Texas special teams coordinator, Jeff Banks. Apparently, l- l- let me start over again. A monkey owned by the stripper girlfriend of Texas special teams coordinator, Jeff Banks reportedly bit a child on Halloween. Got a monkey bite? <laughs> knock, knock, knock. Oh, there's some trick-or-treaters here, honey. Uh, could you just, could you come down off the pole really quick here? Oh, make sure a little Cletus the monkey... Oh, what's a good monkey name? Sure. Bobo. Make sure a little Bobo here is, at the, uh, is uh, in his cage. Wasn't that Des uh, Bryant's monkey? Yeah, Bobo. Or was that Michael Jackson's monkey? <sighs> One or the other. Who owns a monkey? Des Bryant, Michael Jackson, and a stripper girlfriend of uh, Texas special teams coach. But apparently the Longhorns, who just hired Jeff Banks, uh, who left his wife and kids to be with an exotic dancer who has a monkey, apparently the monkey bit a kid while they were trick-or-treating at the door. Um, Excuse me? <laughs> I have a lot of questions. Is the monkey involved in the act? Like, is the monkey go on stage? Does the monkey spin around? Why do you have a pet monkey? Why is it biting kids? What costume was the kid wearing? Um, this is pretty wild, boys. I've never heard of a quite a news of the weird like this. Uh, so Jeff Banks' girlfriend denied the monkey attack, but did confirm that there was a bite. So I mean, it sounds like it sounds attack, like though. there's an attack. Then I uh, um, just just to fact check here. Des Bryant's monkey's name was Bobo. Michael Jackson's was Bubbles. Oh, mm. Bubbles. Yeah. So, <laughs> the monkey is! The There's a monkey on stage with her! Yeah, the monkey's part of her act. So the it's just, She strips with the monkey. Now, if this isn't the greatest news of the weird you've ever heard, special teams coordinator for the Longhorns, he left his wife and kids to be with a stripper who has a monkey that is involved in her stripping act and also bit a kid who was trick-or-treating at their house for Halloween. There's Pol- only one thing Pol- I take away from this. Pole Assassin has been on Jerry Springer. Whoa, and what's Pole a- Assassin? That's the stripper's name. Oh. <laughs> what? Pole Assassin. Pole Assassin. There's only one thing I take away from this, boys. She's been on Jerry Springer. And that's that Texas is officially back. Texas is yep. back. Hook him. Or bite him. Hook him. Will the monkey ride the longhorn? Texas is back. Texas is back. Apparently the kid was 11 or 12, was indeed bit by the monkey, which is thankfully vaccinated, (laughs) says the story. (laughs) The monkey's vaccinated, folks. It's okay. The monkey is vaccinated. Everything is fine. What in the world is happening? Oh, I hope that that kid's vaccinated with for like tetanus or something after oh, taking that bite. Does what happens with the monkey now? Rabies. <laughs> it's vaccinated. The monkey needs his teeth removed. It's vaccinated. Hey, don't oh, you monkey with the monkey? <laughs> Life is back on sports betters, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code THEZONE125. You bet, you win, you get paid. BETUS.com. The trade deadline is today at 3 o'clock.
Va- uh, not Von Miller, excuse me, Matt Lafleur, the Packers head coach. I thought this was interesting when he when I heard that he said this. Well, here's what he said. Take a listen. Right opportunity presents itself, and I think that's something that we could be involved with. I know Goody and his staff are working extremely hard at trying to find something, and you know, it's just whether or not the right opportunity exists. So there, Matt Lafleur talking about the NFL's trade deadline today at three o'clock Central. That they're quote working hard to find the right opportunity for a trade. Yeah, I thought the fact that he said they're working hard was kind of interesting because normally I know in the past Matt Lafleur really hasn't commented a whole lot on this type of stuff. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of been tight to the chest, you know, not a whole lot of info coming in and coming out. Oh yeah, Goody's gonna do his due diligence. I'm I'm sure of that and Goody will come out and say, well, we're gonna be in on every single player and we'll check in. Blah blah blah. But this this actually kind of I feel like is Matt Lafleur coming out and saying, yeah, we're we're like looking into adding people, like we're going for it. Yeah. So let's see here: tight end, defensive line, cornerback, wide receiver, linebacker. Are you just talking about places where the Packers are injured? Yeah, <laughs> and where maybe a trade could make sense for them to uh, get someone in. I mean, what what would be if the Packers were now? If this was Ted Thompson, you probably wouldn't see anything like this happening. Uh, but if uh, well, it isn't Ted Thompson anymore after the great war room to the sky. R.A.P. Ted, we love you. But when it comes to Brian Gutekunst, the Packers have definitely turned over a new leaf this year. Some of it from necessity because of injury, but also some uh, Aaron Rodgers kind of you know dipping his toe in the GM office to be like, hey, we need to get this done. Rowdy, what's the most – we don't have to name any players, but what's the most logical place for the Packers to make a trade for of those you know tight end – Defensive line, cornerback, wide receiver, linebacker. Is there one you eye up? You're like, this is the one? Well, I think uh, I'm glad you didn't ask for specific player names because I honestly have no idea. I mean, it's, there's like, no reason. But, oh, well, we got to go get dirt, dirt, dirt here. Well, you know, like, okay, Von Miller was just traded. You know, in the past, it was like the A.J. Greens of the world. Like, there's been some bigger names that are that I guess you would say were out there and available. I don't necessarily know if there are those type of names that are out there and available especially with, with, with Von Miller just being traded. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, I feel like, would you really expect the Green Bay Packers to go out and nail down a Von Miller? A- had it been available and they needed it? Because it, it's always been smaller names. Where, it'll be a small name. Well, that's do. the thing. Like, okay, Rastul Douglas was a legit name in the NFL and had played some legit snaps. Yeah. Now he was on a practice squad and he hadn't, he had been quiet, but he had been a name that has done something in the past. Well, the like, Green Bay Packers, like, haven't they pushed all of their money to, like, isn't this year they're not, all in? He's not a Von Miller, but he's a guy that's actually played legit reps in the past. I know Jalen Smith hasn't really turned into anything for the Packers and, you know, probably won't do anything. Yeah. But that's a guy with a name in the past that has actually played good snaps. They're not going out anymore and signing the street free agents you've never heard of, and neither has any other personnel in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, our, our guy Wisconsin Wookie on Twitch says, I don't think the Packers were going to be in on a second and third rounder for a half a season rental in Von Miller. No, that, that wasn't happening. And you look at what the Rams, the Rams are definitely going all in because look at their draft capital. They have hardly anything left for this upcoming draft because they're obviously trying to win now. They brought in staff. Oh, yeah. They, uh, you know, cleaned up their, well, they took care of their running back position the last couple of years, even though Cam Akers went down. But uh, they're working on their defense. They brought in Jalen Ramsey, extend Aaron Donald. Like, they're going all in. They're not going to have a ton of draft capital to get better. Yeah, and um, when it comes to the Packers, man, you know, they have something to do, um, some places to fix and some holes to fill. We've seen it this year, but they're never going to spend, like, buku cash on that. I don't even think they really can. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I have a list. We'll get to it first. Let's, oh, patience was a virtue, my friend. On uh, line one, you should. I was just about to get to you. You hung up. So I'm looking at tight end. They're saying uh, some some big J's trading with the Giants for Evan Ingram is one possibility. Uh, with Robert Tunyon going down, isn't Evan Ingram always hurt? Yeah, Evan Ingram gets dinged up quite a bit. He's also a guy where it's like he's like a guy that since the draft is is seen as a, someone with a really high ceiling but has never really reached it. Now that could be because, well, Daniel Jones is not good. Yeah, he stinks. Um, the coaching staff in New York pretty much the whole time he's been there has not been good. Yeah, they stink. Same with the team. 
So maybe there could be some juice there and it'd be a, you know, a change in scenery be really good for him. But I just feel like if they make a move, I could just see them going and getting some like low level name that totally. might have okay stats that putting them with Aaron Rodgers or putting them on that defense in a, in a good situation, they end up playing better, but I don't see them making a splash move with, with some big Von Miller type name. Yeah. And when, trying comes, to put them over the top. when it comes to like a tight end, do you honestly but see the Packers going for a tight a end? Lot this year, and then all of a sudden they go out and trade for Randall Cobb and they go out and grab a couple of these guys where it's like, ooh, I didn't really think they were going to go do that. Yeah. We'll keep talking about it. First line one, who's this? Hello. You. Tisk, 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 tisk. You, you made it on this time. You just, you just couldn't quite do it, could you? You can call back in at 608-321-1670. We almost had you. Almost got you. Tight end, Rowdy, is Mercedes Lewis and Josiah DeGuara. And didn't they activate uh, Daphne? Yeah, Dominic Daphne. Are they enough? So that's the three that they're rolling with right now. Is that enough? DeGuara? The f- you mentioned Lewis. defensive line, and obviously the defensive line has played decently well, better than I think a lot of people ex- expected, but one of the key players that has played pretty well for them outside of the bigger names, like obviously we know that Kenny Clark is going to play well. Yeah. I think everyone is surprised that Dean Lowry's kind of turned it on, but uh, the mean Dean of green Kiki with all the concussions. Yeah. Another one. Another. I concussion. mean, the guy has had a decent amount of it's concussions second concussion now. this year. Yeah. And he had bad one. Was it last year where he had to sit out multiple? He was out for, yeah, like was a, out long for a long time. time. That really hurts. Uh, we have uh, two things here. Johnny three seven fold says Broncos are opening up space for Rogers to move in next year, <laughs> and our guy Cody Coyote. Oh, Odell Beckham Jr. to the Packers. No, absolutely not. I don't know about that one. Let's absolutely go to the not. Line one. Who's this? Odell? Is that you? What up, fellas? Mitch and Madison. You you know you've been you've worn a skirt or two like Odell though, haven't you? Well, that's between me and mine, you know. <laughs> okay, my apologies. I didn't mean to out you out there. My bad, my bad. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Oh, Beckham's a freaking donkey. We don't need him. But here, here's one I think it's probably not going to happen, but it could. Um, a man can dream, Dolph- Mitch. A man can dream. Yeah, well, I mean, we've seen it. The Dolphins love trading, and I think Gusecki, uh as tight end, I think they would let him go because they're not doing very well. And Gasecki would fit right in with the Packers and Rodgers. You just like saying um, that name, don't you? Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Mitch, but, what's up, uh, dude? Uh, so you, uh, let me ask you: Do you think the Packers will make a move before three o'clock today? Why not? Sure. Yes. I mean, they've been uh, they've been totally different this year philosophically in the front office than of God as long as I can remember. Right. Well, I mean, if if uh, Emperor Rodgers. Well, wants it to happen, it's going to be made so. So Odell Beckham Jr. What is absolutely not Cody Coyote? I don't know. Man. I don't. I don't get the obsession said, with Odell Beckham Jr. I really don't. So we get Odell, and you can't deny we would be unstoppable. No, Odell Beckham Jr. would probably be. He's already banged up. He probably would come in, uh, complain about it being cold, complain that he couldn't rent a yacht if the Packers did make it to the playoffs. Well, like my biggest thing with Odell Beckham Jr. is. When when did those rumors for Odell Beckham Jr. really start? A few years ago? Yeah, a few years ago. I was like, okay, I could see it. I, yeah, I, a few years it? ago. But like now it's just four, like... Four years ago? I'm looking at his game logs here. He's only played 16 games in a season one time since 2016. He's oft, oft banged up. He One, he's been a distraction off the field. And two, he's just not there. And, and then when you do see him there, it's like, oops. All you remember about Odell Beckham is remember when he made that catch falling backwards with like the three fingers? Yeah. And it was like incredible. All you see now in like the last few seasons is when he is healthy, him dropping passes. Yeah. Uh, I accidentally hung up on someone. That's my apologies. Let's go to line two, though. Who's this? Hello. This Dan. Dan? Dan. Yep. Hey, Dan. What's, what's up, brother? How we living? I was actually going to. Tell you I was Jeff Janet, but. Oh, oh, Dan, <laughs> dude, they, he totally, they totally spurned us. Messed up, messed up. Um, what do you guys think about Kyle Fuller? If Denver's starting to move people, is his contract big? Uh, I'd have to go look at Fuller's contract. Uh, 
like Kyler Fuller, the guy that played for the Chicago Bears that got burned yeah. constantly? Isn't he like 112, but he's serviceable? Uh, let's see here. His cap hit 9.4 million. On, yeah, probably too much. Yeah. God, could you imagine trying to sell that bill of goods to Packer fans? Kyle Fuller coming back <laughs> to the NFC North. Oh my God. All right. All right. Well, Grayson Allen plays for the Bucks. <laughs> that's that's a good point. Uh, hey, the Bucks have lost three in a row, though. What's up with that? Yeah, I don't know. They got they'll figure it out tonight. They'll get a little. Uh, what is the, the old uh, slump buster? That's, that's yeah. going to be Detroit. Yeah, you That'll know, be Detroit you know about it, brother. Yeah, against the Detroit Pistons, there's no problem. Let's go to McFarland. Tim, what's up, dude? Hey, man. Thanks I'm, for waiting. Uh, Thanks for waiting, uh, brother. Oh yeah, you never want to get behind Paul. I tell you that one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, um, you know, I was going to say, what about a kick returner? Oh, yeah. Well, what about Amari Rodgers? He's been, well, he has been a lot left to be desired, hasn't he? I think I think a kick returner would make a big uh, impact. I think someone impact. was saying Cordell Patterson coming to the yeah. Packers. You think, hey, yeah? And then one more thing. I got to get going here, but uh, we're. I was watching the game um, Thursday night or whatever, and uh, doesn't Rogers and Fargo was on the movie Fargo was on great I'm movie you know oh yeah you know there don't you know and yeah and doesn't Rogers kind of look like <laughs> yes um, the, the 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 mean dude the, not the shemmy but the big yeah dude the guy the that puts down? the person in the wood chipper yeah totally he totally does God what the hell yeah, that put a helmet again? on put a helmet on that guy it looks just like Rogers oh that's my God yes hair. incredible well done Tim my man my guy all right. Hey, right, thanks go. for staying on hold, man. Paulie took up most of your time, so blame Paul. Oh, okay? yeah. He's got a lot of air, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's a Bears fan. See you, buddy. Oh, and a Cubs fan. Tough. See you, Tim. Yep. See you, buddy. Tim and McFarlane, good stuff. Bro, you've seen the movie Fargo, haven't you? I have a long time ago. Uh, let's I can't see. picture the guy who he's talking about. His, uh, it's a Peter, what the hell is his name? Peter Stor- Stormare, Storm, something like that. Yeah, he does look like him. That's, uh, yeah, he does. In so, re- how about this for a kick returner? I, see, I think they'll probably stay in house, especially when you have like Amari Rogers, even Randall Cobb, and a in a you know a bind could probably do it. I'm sure some of the other receivers that were out there on the practice squad that were getting some run doing kick returning uh, during the preseason actually didn't look too bad. I think they'll just stay in house for that. But if we're gonna get on like kind of the NFL level here of going after old has been players, I'm not the Devin Hester. He's only 38. <laughs> What's he doing? What's Hester doing? He ain't playing. Devin Hester. Devin Hester. That guy can be a that guy can return still, I guarantee it. Let's see here. Uh, when's the last time he played? Let's see, Rowdy. It's been a while. It's been a while. 2016. Play for the Rave or Baltimore Ravens. That's been a That's been a while for Devin Hester. 3 p.m. Central Time. Four Eastern, one Pacific. If you're curious, that is when Rowdy the trade deadline concludes for the NFL today and this fine Super Tuesday. Will the Green Bay Packers be in the mix of doing anything to change and better their team? Head coach Matt Lafleur, you had something to say about it. Great opportunity presents itself, and I think that's something that we could be involved with. I know Goody and his staff are working extremely hard at trying to find something and you know it's just whether or not the right opportunity exists whether the right opportunity exists rowdy what if that opportunity would mean you have to trade away what many think is the heir apparent jordan love would the packers do that could they justify that of upsetting the apple cart for so long but I guess it's working out. They're seven and one, and then jeopardizing potentially their future. Because isn't it Aaron Rodgers? Wasn't he the one who was unsure of his future? And the Packers? Well, I don't know. If you trade away, first of all, do you think they do trade away Jordan Love? I say no. Out of a hundred percent, hundred percent being certain, zero percent being not happening, I'd go like one percent. What about you? I'll be right there with you at one percent. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think I can see it happening, but. I mean, if they're if they're ready to commit to Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers says he wants to be in Green Bay, like we keep saying, oh, it seems like he's having fun. It seems like uh, he likes being in Green Bay, mm-hmm. having a blast. It, like, what if they say, hey, Aaron, you want to sign a three-year extension? Well, trade away Jordan Love if you sign on this three-year extension right now. Yeah, you sign on this dotted line and he's gone tomorrow. 
I I would be fine with that actually. What about you? What if they came to Aaron Rodgers and said, you know what, Aaron? Here's a three-year contract. If you sign right now, we have a trade worked out with insert team here, and Jordan Love, will, you won't even have to see him leave. He'll pack up his stuff. You won't have to see him. He's gone. He's like he never existed here. I would say, Aaron, do it. What about you? I mean, I'm I'm all right with signing, letting Aaron Rodgers sign a three-year extension. Hell yeah. I mean, look at it. I mean... Clearly, he's still one of the better NFL quarterbacks in the league, right? Yep. I don't think anyone's really questioning that. No one. I'm all for it. the happiness. And this isn't Aaron even Rogers. anything about saying Jordan Love is terrible. I think what we saw from Jordan Love in the preseason is Jordan Love looked like he could still become something. Yeah. I just I just don't think that Goody and Lafleur are the ones that are ready to move on from Jordan Love because that was their pick. Yeah, that, that's, they're tied that's to his, him. That's his pick, or as in that's Gutekunst's pick. Yep. And Matt Lafleur was on record to saying he liked it. <laughs> so like, well, I mean, what was Lafleur going to say he didn't like it though? But yes, to your point, it seemed like Lafleur was. A big I don't fan of think it. that all of a sudden they would have randomly traded up to take Jordan Love out Agreed. of nowhere if both of them didn't like him and like him a lot. And I don't think Matt Lafleur is flying to California a bunch, bringing like expensive wine, expensive scotch, expensive tequila. To try and say, hey, Aaron, sorry, sorry. Isn't that just, just doesn't that sound funny, though? That you have a coach that has to go to and from California with, I guess you would say. Gifts. Gifts, presents of scotch. Some frankincense and, and wine. Would you really try, are you, you really trying to impress a football player that makes more money than you with like expensive <laughs> gifts? Come on. Who's on he record? could buy it if he wanted it. Yeah, who's on? Who, who just bought a, you know, with his then-girlfriend Danica Patrick, bought a, a mansion in straight cash for $24 million or whatever it was? Yeah, but here's a here's an expensive hundred or $10,000 bottle of wine. I don't even know what expensive wine is. Ah, I mean, that could, that could be up there, Rowdy. Um, let's see here. Expensive. Dude's like, yeah, I got 50 bottles in the cellar. Yeah, Roger's like, oh, yeah, I have that year. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that was a good year. I already put down a couple bottles. Well, I'll, just, I'll just put it in the back. Trying to see what the what the most expensive wine is, but yeah, Rowdy, to your point, it's just a very intriguing relationship. But things have seemed to be a lot better. My question is to you. Well, here you go. Champagne under ten thousand dollars. <laughs> right, you could go to Total Wine right now, Rowdy, in Madison's beautiful West Side. Uh, let's see here. The most expensive one you can get Armande Brignac Rose Rosé for four hundred and four dollars and ninety nine cents. It's on sale. Previously four fifty. There you go. Maybe we can win over Aaron Rodgers to come hang out with us for a day. Well, Don Perrion only two hundred. Okay. All right. So Rowdy, first of all, do you think the Packers a do something today, and b if they do, how big of a move is it? I'm sure for me, I do kind of feel like they'll do something. Matt Lafleur said they're trying really hard to do something, but I feel like it'd be a low end, not make a lot of waves move. Something they've done kind of all season, like a Rasul. Yeah, Douglas. like a guy that. The majority of the fans aren't going to know who he is. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see here. Our guy Carl. What's up, Carl? At Eco Bugman. My dude. Signing quarterback one Rodgers to a three-year extension is a no-brainer. Ride his arm till it's dead. It's unlikely we will find a Hall of Fame quarterback for a third time in a row. Yeah, I would totally be all for that. Uh, but when it comes to them making a move, what would you, if you were in Brian Gutekunst's shoes, Rowdy, or I guess Aaron Rodgers, who's also a GM, Tight end, defensive line, cornerback, wide receiver, linebacker. What's the one that you'd on to make the the pull the trigger on? Oof. Let's just let's just go down the list. Tight end. Obviously, you need it because you lost your best one. Bobby Tunyon. The guy's beh- done. Yeah, but behind it is Mercedes Lewis. Who had a sick catch, but no catch. Yeah, but he's more of your blocking tight end. Josiah Aguara, who's more of your H back, being used as a tight end, um, and then Dominic Daphne, who just got activated not too long ago, back from injury. Wide Low, rec- lower on the list? No, I'd, I'd say I put that up there. Uh, you look at, I think wide receivers lower on the list, honestly, yeah. just because. Yeah, they had a bunch of guys out, but Devonte Adams is going to be back. Alan Lazard is already back and Marquez never actually. Scantling was practicing. Yeah, and he's yeah. expected to be back. I don't think wide receiver is really anything you need. No, Alan Lazard is back after, you know, he never had COVID. He's just a close contact with Devontae, but he's back at practice yesterday. 
Corner, obviously still a huge question mark with Jair Alexander in his in his shoulder. Mm-hmm. And then defensive line with uh, if Kiki still has a his second concussion this yeah, year. What's that going to look like? Because he has brought a little bit. Now, like I said, Dean Lowry has played better. Kenny Clark's been a constant. But uh, Kiki was playing pretty well. Yeah, I told I know I told you this stat, but Rasul Douglas, cornerback, fifth highest graded cornerback in the NFL over the last two weeks. Now you said it might come down, but he could go up. There's still four, three, two, and one to go up. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the fact that be, since they're continuing not to rule Jair Alexander out, and I know that they were bringing in some guys for workouts, and I think two of them were like corners. Yeah, I feel like that's probably where they'll end up going. But because Kevin King is seems like he's getting closer to being healthy and his are more nagging injuries, they're not like season enders like potentially Jair Alexander. Yeah. The fact they haven't ruled out Jair, Jair Alexander, the fact that uh, Rasul Douglas has played that well, and I think Stokes has played as well as he has, I think they're going to stand pat at corner, and I think they're going to either go after, if they if they land someone, a tight end or a defensive line. Ooh-wee. And... I mean, if you're going to go after tight ends, I know you can, there's some names out there, but uh, one of the ones that actually would be pretty impressive if they did it, Hayden Hurst. Okay. I mean, that guy was a stud in Baltimore and then with Atlanta. Or what about one off the map, which would be probably a lot cheaper, Dan Arnold. The former Dan Arnold. Former UW Platteville player. He's been around the league. I know he's with the Saints. Which are the Jags right now, right? Currently with the Jags. Kind of more of an athletic guy. Kind of like a Bobby Tunyon-esque. He's got long hair. Like Bob Tunyon. That, that's my off-the-wall, out-of-nowhere tight ends. Did you just do that because he's from Wisconsin with the Platteville? No, but he's actually he's athletic. <laughs> I see uh, you type it in. Uh, Jaguars Dan Arnold. Busy in blowout loss. <laughs> So he's athletic and he's been productive with Jacksonville on a crappy team. He he's got, made some uh, plays in the past. I remember he got eight eight catches for sixty eight yards and ten targets against the Seahawks. How about that? And it's not like uh, Jacksonville's really looking to hold on to many players here. No, they're just hoping people aren't uh, off same, in the bars same grinding as on coeds. Yeah, mm-hmm. same as Houston. They're willing to part with a lot of different players. So you you brought up the name Brandon Cooks. And you had said, "What about you? If, what if you were to trade Jordan Love?" I don't. And then, but you just said, "No, you don't need to I trade." Wouldn't, I Me personally, I'm not going after wide receiver. I was uh, just asking questions. Let's see here. Oh, you always got to ask questions. Uh, breaking: The Chiefs are trading for Steelers linebacker Melvin Ingram. So Ingram on the move, going to Kansas City. That's the Packers' next opponent on Sunday. Chiefs just barely beat the Giants last night, twenty to seventeen. All right, so the Chiefs traded a, a sixth-round pick for Melvin Ingram. So that just happened out of the NFL. Man. Other than that, nothing too much right now. Uh, Kyle Fuller is on the chopping block for the Seahawks, the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Bills, and the Colts. Other players, here you go, Rowdy, other players that could be traded by the deadline at uh, 3 o'clock Central today. I'm just going to run down the list. You say yay or nay. Deshaun Jackson. Philly legend. I'm going to say nay. Deshaun Watson. Nay. Evan Ingram. Maybe. Fletcher Cox. I could see that. Devontae Parker. Nay. Darius Slayton. I don't think they go corner. Then you're you're grinning over there. Are you just naming every eagle? That's who are on the trade deadline right now. I'm going down the list. That makes sense. Would you trade Jalen Hurts for uh, Jordan Love? Probably not. They're the same player. Oof, that's not good for Love. Brandon Cooks. Well, they're young. Yeah? What, for the Packers? Did you Brandon hear what Cooks? Rowdy said about Deshaun Jackson? No. Philly legend. That's true. It, <laughs> it would also be an abominable trade. Brandon Cooks. That'd be a terrible decision to get Deshaun. Uh, yeah. Rowdy? Depends what you give up. We're just going yeah, I just know Brandon Cooks also has a big contract and he's on he's still under contract next year. Make him a, take the money. Someone had called in, was it Tim and McFarland said Kyle or was that Dan? Kyle Fuller. I could not stomach Kyle Fuller on the back. The Broncos are paying nine mil of, of Von Miller's yeah. nine point seven salary. Just make the other team eat the money. Uh, Melvin Ingram's going to the Chiefs already. Hayden Hurst, Marlon Mack, 
Andy, Isabella, Marcus May. Fuller throws in uh, Darius Slayton. Yeah, just, yeah, Fuller. Way to catch up. I just said that like three minutes ago, and then Ben chimed in. If the Packers get Fletcher Cox, I don't know how I could live with myself. <laughs> you said that a lot about sports. I know. <laughs> At least you got the Badgers winning some games, right, Ben? I know. We're back. How back? By the way, I talked about it on my podcast for today, not to get off track, but I, I have come to the conclusion that Nebraska is the hardest game they have left. I voted in that poll. I said Northwestern just because weird things happened and I wanted to skew the poll for you. That's a fine vote. It's like when Grant Bills said, should I have my grandma on the show or not? And I told everyone to vote no. Should no, but my poll it? actually made sense. you saying Grant's didn't? No. Why, you don't like grandmas? Is it... The the outcome of the poll wouldn't have wouldn't have shaped his day. <laughs> yeah, or still, shaped his decision. He still would have had her on for sure. So Ben, do you think the Packers do anything for the trade deadline here at three o'clock? No, they've already done their moves. It's kind of it's like the Brewers in a small way where they got their Willie Adamas early in the year. Packers already landed merciless. They they landed Jalen Smith, but he hasn't really done much. Rasul Douglas has pretty much been the fill in corner they need. I don't, I don't think they need to do anything except for maybe depth at tight end. <laughs> The one that gets me is the third down and one where we had to take the delay. I, I really believe that would have walked in. Uh, we had a hard play action and a boot, and based on the way they were playing, it would have been me on the edge, uh, and the defender would have made a choice between me and Deguara, uh, you know, who was going to be slamming and running to the corner. He lined up in the wrong spot. Nothing we could do. And Aaron Rodgers wanted to horse it into that end zone instead stop short, but a guy, a, a real workhorse over here, our guy Mike Clemens. What's up, Mike? Hey, Evo. So, yeah, you know, those those red zone failures, you know, they should have put more points up on the cards when they had the opportunity. And that's the play that you saw in the second half where, you know, it's a third down, third and goal. And then you see 81, Josiah DeGuara, shift out to the right-hand side, then look and left, look left and right, and then put his hands up and look at Rogers like, where am I supposed to go? <laughs> I mean, it was bad form. Yeah. And, you know, some of these plays, too, is how the Packers ended up burning up all their timeouts, so they get to the two-minute warning, they didn't have any, any timeouts left. Uh, and there was some discussion with LaFleur, I thought that was pretty candid, where he said, you know, if it's the first half, go ahead, use a timeout, whatever. But if it's the second half, depending on the situation, maybe if you're in, you know, at midfield or whatever, if you think you've got a problem, um, maybe just go ahead and take, you know, make it first and 15. Take the delay of game because you want to save at least, bank at least two of those timeouts if this thing is going to be in the crunch time and at two minutes. So last year, Josiah DeGuara just jumped out of training camp. They were using him as a tight end, as an H-back. He was looking good on special teams. You know, he really seemed to get some of the fakes that they had. They were talking about how smart he was. Then he goes down with the torn ACL. And he hasn't looked the same since. He hasn't, he hasn't kind of carried himself. It's like he doesn't have his confidence back. And now suddenly he is thrust into the spotlight now that Robert Tunyon done for the year with the torn ACL. I mean, that kind of cleared the way for Tunyon to have 11 touchdowns this year. So now you need Josiah to step up. Well, yesterday we asked him, yeah, what happened on that third down play? You look kind of lost. Yeah, it's just miscommunication on my part and 100% take full responsibility. Um, no excuses on my part. It's just um, miscommunication out there for me. What was the miscommunication? It was just miscommunication on my part. That's all it was. <laughs> my, 100% my fault. Is that something that can happen and pretty good learning experience and you can't let it happen? I mean, you got to live and you learn, you know. Um, you know, I'm critical. I'm more critical of myself than anybody can be of me, you know, so I got to learn from it, learn from my mistakes, just like you do on every play and get better from it. Mike, I think it was just miscommunication on his part, right? You know, if you leave the studio and kind of forget about something and suddenly we discover that there's been, you know, five minutes of dead air in the zone and you're down the hallway talking to people. It's just, just miscommunication. 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 That's all it was, Mike. That's all. Yeah, that's all it was. Now, to be fair, um, it is possible, you know, LaFleur keeps on talking about, well, that's on me, that's on me. Well, some of these things actually were on LaFleur because some of the plays he may have called, actually, you know, with Tunyon out of the game now, LaFleur wasn't thinking like, oh, wait a minute, the girl, I don't even know if he got to rep this play this week. 
So that might have had something to do with it. But anyway, Josiah DeGora, who's like, you know, your number one guy as a tight end for receiver, because I look at that tight end squad as, okay, two blocking tight ends with Mercedes, you know, uh, behind him, and then they got this Tyler Davis kid. He's six foot four, two hundred fifty-two pounds, plays some special teams, and then you had Tunyon and Degora as kind of the receiving tight ends, and Dominic, you know, Daphne in there too as a versatile guy. Um, you know, you need Degora to step up, and he was asked about now that Tunyon season is over after suffering an ACL. How ironic against the Cardinals the other night. Yeah, my heart hurts for Bobby, man. Um, obviously, went through something similar last year, so. You know, when he heard the news and and was uh, going through those emotions, you know, just offer my support for him, tell him I love him, and any advice, anything he needs, um, you know, I'm here for him, and I know he's going to attack it and come back better than he was. Yeah, big a big moment coming up for Degora, Mike, and yeah, a little ironic, definitely, with how uh, both suffered those injuries, you know? Yeah, and today, as you mentioned, is, you know, NFL trade deadline day at 3 o'clock. Now, one team that's dealing players is the Houston Texans. I mean, they're clearing house. You know, of course, you know, you got Deshaun Watson on the trading block. Lonnie Johnson, who's kind of a nut job safety, is up. He's the one that uh, that uh, took out one of the Packers during the joint practices oh, yeah. a, a couple of years ago. Uh, Philip Lindsay might be in play, the former Broncos running back, and uh, their tight end Jordan Aikens might, might be there. I don't know if that's a guy that hmm. Gutekinds is interested in, but whatever. In the meantime... Yeah, so, you know, you, the Packers get hit on a short week getting ready for Arizona with the COVID bug. And Joe Barry missed the game, the defensive coordinator. Devontae Adams missed it. And apparently Devontae's had symptoms. He's been sick. So last night, Matt LaFleur was asked, hey, are, are Joe, is Joe Barry back in the building? And what's going on with Devontae Adams? No, he's not back yet. We anticipate him hopefully on Thursday. Do you have any anticipation for Devontae? Uh, kind of the same timeline, but, uh, you know, we'll see where we're at, you know. But good news, right? Alan Lazard, he was back at practice yesterday, was he not? He was, and he talked about the day after the win over Washington at Lambeau. First he gets hit news that Devontae has just tested positive for COVID. You know, he's out of the facility, and they're starting to go into that higher protocol. Everybody's got to wear a mask, and et cetera kicking people out, and so he was asked how that Monday morning went last week, Monday. Monday was a roller coaster of emotions of days. I mean, I start the morning off going in, getting my day after lift in, um, recovering everything, um, getting ready for the next week, and obviously I find out about Devontae being sick, so, you know, obviously checking in on him and everything, and then knowing I was going to step into his role, so to speak, going to the game, obviously I'm more excited um, focused and kind of just started thinking and manifesting things that I wanted to do for Thursday night. And then about a few hours later, um, Coach LaFleur called me and kind of broke the news of the, the COVID protocol on why I, why I wasn't going to be able to play in the game. So I'm um, obviously very, very disheartened at that point. But then, you know, I know that I did everything that I could from my stance, given my status and everything, to put myself in the best position um, to play. So there's nothing I could really do um, from, from that, that point on. And um, you know, I reached out to my teammates to make sure that they were they were aware of the situation and that we were going to um, that I was going to be there. You know, if they needed help getting ready for the game, studying tips that they that I have or that I use during the game, um, did my part in that in that sense to um, help those guys get ready. But obviously, couldn't and you know was able to be a Packer fan for a day. <laughs> be a Packer fan for the day. So he was out five days, Mike. Uh, I don't think he ever had COVID. He just was a close contact, correct? And and. He's not vaccinated. So the league says if you're not vaccinated and, you know, you've got the tracer, we have to wear these tracers in the building. Um, if you were in, with someone in contact with someone that day that later had tested positive and you're not vaccinated, you're out an automatic five days out of the building until we can watch and see, and then you'll be tested. So that's why he was out. Now, he does this show on Monday nights in Green Bay called Clubhouse Live. It's, it's broadcast live and it's through the Journal Sentinel. And so he was asked last night about the fact that he's not vaccinated, becoming public. And he says, you know, in the offseason, he's an active guy. He's going to the clubs and whatever. But, you know, typically, pandemic or not, when he's in Green Bay, man, he's very focused. He's at the facility, and then he goes home, and he hunkers down and studies and all that. He's, he's not out with a bunch of people. 
And obviously, we live in a, a day and age where a lot of things are changing. Um, a lot of things are a lot more public um, and out in the open. But um, for me and myself, you know, I think um, in the life that I live, I'm obviously, you know, living here in Green Bay, there's not much to do anyway. So, um, you know, so when I when I move up here, I tell my friends, I tell my teammates all the time, I'm, I'm literally a different person. You know, I, I literally have a different mindset. Um, my habits change. And so, you know, when I get up here, um, I'm a different person. But, you know, I just stay locked in and, and do my own thing. So I think I'm doing the best thing that's for me. And I encourage people to, to do what's best for them. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> you know, I'm just a football player. Um, you know, I make mistakes every single day. But I will say that for my mistakes, I learn a lot. So there you go. Alan Lazard back at practice. So I guess that's the positive, eh? Yeah, I guess so. Um, you know, it's, it's just, you know, one layer to the story about these teams trying to play tackle football in a COVID world. Um, one guy who's become a really interesting interview is the backup center. The guy who's starting at center right now for Josh Myers is Lucas Patrick. I mean, he told some great stories last week about, you know, there used to be a thing when eh, T.J. Lang and Sitton and those guys were still here, Corey Lindsley, that the nutritionists would make this special pancake that was okay for them, but they would load up on Thursday morning breakfast. Well, now the only two guys left from that little breakfast club on Thursdays is him and Aaron Rodgers. And so he talked last week about the, the bond that he's got with him. And so we, we were talking to Lucas about, you know, Rodgers is, is going around. He's the perfectionist. He's telling people you're wrong, here's how. And so he was asked last night, how do you, how do you as a player, do you walk around telling other teammates how to do their job without starting a conflict or a fight or something? I think the best way to describe this is everyone has an uh, emotional bank account with people. Hopefully yours is, quote unquote, has a lot of money. Like I look at my emotional bank account with a lot of guys in this locker room. There's been a lot of deposits. And unfortunately, you guys don't get to see the deposits. Sometimes they're daily, sometimes they're weekly. Sometimes it's one big one every two or three months. It doesn't matter how it comes out because I know you as a person and I trust you as a person. So I get what you're saying. Whatever you need to say to get out of me the correction or you know whatever happens in that moment, how it's communicated, that's, that's that's okay with me because of prior deposits they've put into our friendship. So he makes deposits, therefore he can tell people how to do their job. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know, he puts something in the relationship before it's he has It's a give and take. It's a give and pre- take relationship. Yeah, you know, we thought, I thought that was kind of sage advice, you know, to yeah. talk about, uh, you know, you praise more and critique less. And so we asked him, well, that's pretty deep. Did you come up with that? There's no way I'm smart enough to come up with that. I probably got it from my mom or a friend. or. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's how you should treat people, try and deposit more than you withdraw. That's the golden it's the golden rule, right, Mike? Treat others the way you want to be treated, yeah? Yeah, so now speaking of deposits, have you seen this Aaron Rodgers tweet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did what you get in on it? Did you get in on it with the Bitcoin? Yeah, but, I mean, it's like he's there – He's there in that John Wick Halloween costume thing. You know, he's got the long hair that he grew. He's got all the red scratch marks on his face and the dark black suit. No, I mean, he's still dressed as John Wick, and he's telling people, you should get this app and get involved in Bitcoin, and then he's going to give away a million. It's a weird, weird thing. Uh, he's a complicated man. But here's this, Aaron. This thing has now gone viral. Here, here's what he says. Bitcoin to the moon. Doge. That's why I'm pumped to share that I've recently teamed with Cash App. They have enabled me to take part of my NFL salary in Bitcoin for the very first time. Bitcoin is a new concept and can be intimidating. So to make it more accessible to my fans, I'm giving away $1 million worth of Bitcoin right now. All you have to do is drop your cash tag below. And we can go to the moon together. Cheers. Mike, did you drop yours and then drink some scotch with Rogers? No, no, I'm... I'm I'm uh, planning on just standing outside a quick trip and handing out to use Powerball tickets and scratch-offs. <laughs> well, give, can you give me a scratch-off? I would appreciate that. That's how I'm putting my deposit back into the economy. <laughs> but, you know, he said, wait, what was it? Is that scotch he's drinking there? Does that yeah. look like scotch uh, yeah. in the glass? Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's just, I don't know. It's kind of a weird way to do I, a commercial. I didn't, I didn't drop my uh, Cash App username into it just because, A, I don't have one, and, B, I just like, to me, it's like a marketing gimmick. But, hey, if you, someone gets a million dollars in Bitcoin, have at it. So the boys have got to today off, uh, and then they're back at it tomorrow for a full practice. And, you know, maybe MVS will uh, get some practices in just so they can really test them. Maybe David Bakhtiari, this is his comeback week. It doesn't quite sound like it's 100%. 
and all that. You know, I, I'm, as I said on Twitter last week, I think all Packer fans now, after two and a half years, can speak fluent Lafleur and understand. <laughs> You know what, what that's going on, but hey, you know I mean Patrick Mahomes, those guys, you know, hung on to win twenty yeah. to seventeen last night. But yeah. man, that, nineteen giveaways that they—that's crazy. Yeah, interception. Mahomes another interception last night. Yeah. Floppy, sloppy, sloppy. Hey, Mike, I have a question uh, from one of our listeners very quick before I let you go. Uh, a guy in Eau Claire, B-Rail, says, can you ask Mike, are they still in intensive protocols uh, no, for COVID? They, no, it, they, they loosened up when they got back home. So, yeah, as of last night. The guys were left given the weekend off. So right now it's a little bit more of a normal situation where they it's not mandatory they're walking around with a face mask. Just Just those of us in the media have to wear a face mask. Yeah, but it, isn't isn't this true too? If you're in if you're in there, you have to wear a face mask. But if you're on a tour, like a fan, you don't have to wear a face mask. I do believe, right? Well, uh, you know, truth be told, I got to wear the face mask, the tracer, and all that. And I'm talking to these players thirty feet away, and then fifteen minutes later, you're out in the parking lot and they're signing autographs with fans. So don't. That's <laughs> Mike, a true the, story. The world doesn't make sense, but what makes sense is your pack of coverage. We love it, Mike. Thank you, brother. See you, buddy. Have a good one. Oh, and Mike. Gonna go to Kansas City. That's what I was gonna bring up, but he's gotta run. Yeah, Rowdy. It's funny because like our sports director Zach Halpern was saying, you have to if you're a reporter, you have to be fully masked. You have to wear this contact tracer. You have to be vaccinated to be like certain tiers into Lambo. Dude, it's science. Just don't even think about but it. But if you're on a tour, like if you're just a fan, you can just come in. No mask, nothing just makes sense. If you think about it, it doesn't make sense.